Alright, we're doing it. So we got to fight, and I threw him out of the house. He said he shot himself, and I was in complete disbelief. Find something that'll make you smile and laugh every day. Seeing the mother and father holding the baby. Enter as strangers. Did you ever, when you before you switched over to iPhone, mm-hmm. did you have, did, I thought your truck was newer. This is why I want something newer. Because I fell in love with Android Auto. That's pretty cool. <laughs> have you, does your truck do it? No, it's just Bluetooth. It does, it's too old for that. But does, Technology how do you know, have you used Android Auto before? I have in rental cars and stuff. Dude, yeah. like just boop, pokes it in, navigation comes up. Dude, and like your apps, you can see your apps and shit. And ones that are functioning, like obviously text and stuff like that, and uh, and just handy, just super handy. Yeah. Because I'm like, how does this car not have a navigation system? My new truck, work truck, doesn't have Android or iPhone, you know, car. Yeah. But it does have Siri, so I just got to hold my talk button, and I can talk to Siri and have it look something up on the internet, text somebody. And it shows up on your screen? It doesn't show up on the screen. It'll show up on my phone. It'll have oh. to my phone. Oh, yeah. So. Which is handy still, but. You um, hiring somebody else? Well, I, you know, I had four positions, and I filled three of them now. Yeah. I filled all four of them. You know, threw my stack of applicate or uh, resumes away and so on. And the kid I hired for the counter, Jace, younger kid, you know, going to pilot school and so on. Yeah. That's his long-term goals: be a commercial airline pilot. Younger guy, just recently married, just getting ready to have a baby. Real good kid. Seemed like a real good kid at least. And he was all set, ready to go. I freaking got him. You know, we got to pay for pre-employment drug screens or a hundred bucks a pop right. for the company. You fail it. No, got him. Oh. Got him. <laughs> Paid for that, got his MVR, background check, all that shit processed. He's ready to go. I, you know, basically told him, hey, Monday, show up at the training center. You're ready to go. You guys have a training center? Yeah, downtown. Oh. And uh, he's like, all right, cool, man. That's awesome. Super excited. And then Sunday night, no, Saturday night before the Monday he was starting. Right. I got a text at like fucking 1230 at night. Of course. You know, big old long thing. Hey. Sorry, silly, but, you know, after talking with my wife about it for a little bit, I just don't know it's going to leave me any time for school, and I'm really sorry to do this to you at this point, but blah, 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 blah. Like, motherfucker, dude. So, so now I'm all the way again. through all the process. The whole process. Whole Man, process. That sucks, dude. You know, which is fine, but again, it's resources and it's money. Now I've spent to get him onboarded right. and, and now I'm shit out of luck and now I'm you know reposted and we started using a I think it's a Utah based company down south in Utah County called Applicant Pro Applicant Pro and Indeed will will sh- you know shuffle right to it KSL will shuffle to it it collects it all and it's pretty it's, it's kind of rudimentary I think it's still a newer application but it is kind of cool. It's you know got a web version, the web version, and you can message through it. You can see their you know, you can see their resumes. Obviously, you can right. ask you know qualifying questions. Begin with, can you lift over fifty pounds? How right. many years of experience do you have? This that you can ask these qualifying questions, and so on. And message right through it. You can text right through it. You can email right through it. 
it's a pretty cool little system. It's kind of robust you can do and all that on Indeed. You can. You can, but it's... Yeah, I don't know. I have to check because it out, Because I'm never, as the company goes, I'm not technically an admin to Indeed. So I can see the resumes and shit, but I can't pretty much do anything else right. through it. Oh, that's right. That's right. You know? Yeah, okay. We talked about that last time. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's process blows, though, right? It's, How long you been hiring? It's no fun. Shoot, I don't know. It's been, you know, probably a month now. I've been looking. And I had them all. Like, I went through shitloads of interview. Had our recruiting officer, a new recruiting and retention officer, sitting on interviews with me, which is uncomfortable as fuck. Oh, really? It's weird, because I don't know how much... Nice guy. His name's Matt, and he, right now he's on a contract basis. He's not technically okay. an employee. He's a, he's a contractor. Oh, this is the guy you were talking about before, right? Right, and he's sitting in on the interviews with me. And how much smoke is he really blowing? Because, you know, I just do my thing, honestly. Right. And You're the best interviewer I've ever been around. Well, and he <laughs> says, I really, I really love your style. It's very different than most interviewers and most people I've been around. And, yeah, all that shit. So who knows? But anyways, good guy, real nice guy, but... Yeah, I had everyone locked down, and then that dude threw a wrench in things, so now I've got to find one more real quick. Get some interviews lined up. That sucks, dude. Yeah. That the dude bailed on you. Yeah. Um. So you made me think of something. One is, like, it's really interesting. Our last conversation that we had, or our last podcast that we did, where we were talking a lot about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or... I guess some of it was on the podcast and some of it was when I was at your house a while back too. But, um, like the things you said was going to happen exactly happened. Tons of applicants, very little response after reaching out to applicants. And then the ones that you did, did respond. There had to have been like six or seven no shows for interviews. Yeah. Just no show. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of piece of shit are you? I don't know. Fucking. At least like just you're a piece of it. shit. Yeah, at least own it and be like, right? look, I'm not coming in. Yeah, just send a me. call, <laughs> yeah. email, Real quick. something. I know. Especially with text and text messages and email these days where it's not a personable interaction necessarily. Right. right. You, you know, we all hide behind text messages to some degree. Send the fucking text real Send quick. a text, hey. dude. Break up with me over text. No shit. Uh, how'd your interview go? Are you allowed to talk about that? What interview? Oh, my interview? Yeah, your interview. I feel like I killed it. It felt really good. Like, and you know, I didn't know what to expect for sure. Was that guy sitting in on it? <laughs> no, no, that guy wasn't, luckily. <laughs> well, even if he was, that would have been all right, actually. But because it is, it was a panel interview, so I'm not, you know, I don't oh, know who's going to be there. interview. Yeah, I'm not sure who's going to be there other than, I'm for sure, my boss, the GM. Right. You know, and so I get in there and it's my boss, the GM, and then it's the CFO and the CEO. Of the company. So it's just Ooh, those three. big timers. Yeah, it's all the big timers. This is for a regional manager? Is that what they call it? Or district well, manager? Well, their technical term, you know, and I wondered why they why they uh, decided this. But the actual position term is um, senior manager. Senior but, manager. But in the job description, you're over a multi-branch territory. But you work out of your store. Yes, I still have the responsibilities of my store. That's where my home base is, essentially. Bro, that's a lot of work, dude. Yeah, I know. You're going to be putting in some serious overtime. Yeah, I mean, it'll no definitely be a change. No more disc golf weekends. Nah, it won't be that bad. 
but oh, you know, it's it's a it it's a brand new position to the company. Sure, which you know, is probably a good thing. It is, but it, it's hard to field their questions in the interview and stuff where it's a brand new position. You know, and is this a is this a mentor position or am I am I like because they don't say and they didn't say in the job description or am I are these branches my responsibilities and now I have I hate to use the term above or Power. boss to Seems the other to me, managers. Seems but, to me that's exactly what you'd be. Yeah. Senior manager. But I need to know that so I know how these questions are being answered, what my answers are going to be, because what, uh, what kind of position is you this? You should just ask that question. Well, and I didn't, but I know one of the other guys who applied for it, Jaron, did. Um, and I didn't directly ask it, but through our conversation, it's pretty apparent that, look, because the CFO, he's Steve's a super nice guy. He's that type of guy that's super chill and super nice, but he can turn in an instant right and he can just go get heated quick yeah really quick he's the cfo he's the financial guy so they all can do that but you know he wants to throw these he wants to really put the pressure on with these questions and shit and he's you know okay eric let's say we give you the job and now you're responsible for you know three four branches and you know eight million dollars worth of equipment and we need we need something we need this that and the other he's throwing all the pressure on you know what's what's the first four or five things you go to Ian and say, Hey, I need this to happen. Or, you know, and uh, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of information going back and forth, but you know, like if it was just between you and Jaron, who's, who's going to get it? Well, that's what I don't know for sure. Cause when I was originally told about these positions coming before they actually right. technically posted, I, Ian had said that they're looking at, bringing three of these positions on three different territories right. essentially which is basically what i think they need but ian almost made it sound in the interview that maybe it's only one maybe it's only two because he asked me towards the end he's like so how many senior managers do we do you think we need i'm like well at least three if not even four yeah and he's like why why do you think that and i'm like my answer was diamond's biggest problem has always been we have 10 different teams, one company, but 10 different teams going every different direction. There's no camaraderie. There's no unison to it because we all have our individual numbers we need to hit. So we're, you know, you're trying to be nice and help out the other stores, but you're also, right. you need to make your numbers. Right. Which has always been the problem. And I'm like, well, it's a start because you bring these teams into smaller regions now. Now it's easier to build these smaller teams. Now you only got four teams, essentially. Mm-hmm. As bad as it says, as bad as it is to say, but it's reality. Now you got four teams, and it's easier for those four teams to communicate within each other because you have someone who's the head of that team or the lead of that team to communicate and to help and facilitate. That's a pretty good answer, bro. Yeah, I thought so. And when the CFO asked me, you know, what's the first three or four things you need from me? And then if you're responsible for this, that, and the other, and I'm like, well, two of those things have already been taken care of, thankfully. Headcount and machines. We got seventeen dollar seventeen million dollars worth of new machines coming and thirty new heads in the company coming. We've been short staffed as long as I've been with the company. Yeah. And, and Steve the CFO looked at my resume and he's like, God damn. It's like you've been here fifteen years already? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jesus. That's funny, dude. So Well so will you like will you be like disappointed if you don't get it, or will you be like Eh. 
you know, I don't want to sit here and talk. You know, it's hard talking about yourself, right? Oh, yeah. You know. Trust me. And so I don't last episode. want to sit too much. But Steve and I, the Kaysville manager, there's been some buildup and some friction over time. Really? For a number of reasons. Okay. And, I, you know, I'm going to plead the ignorant rule, I suppose. Like... The, the guy's just one of those guys, if it's not his way, it's the wrong way, and he just has an issue with it. And there's just no there's no talking about it. There's no nothing. But, okay. you know, my boss asked me, he's like, so what if Steve gets the position and you don't? I'm like, look, if Steve is better th- for the position, first of all, for the company, hire Steve. Don't hire me Yeah. for it if he's better, in your opinion. Th- yeah. And did you be, then did you go, but he's not? <laughs> well, <laughs> just kidding. he knows he's not. That's a, that's a good thing. But, um and and because he had asked me he's like so you know what's the first thing that happens i'm like well first thing that happens is whatever relationships relationships need to be sewed will be sewed so he's like well what if steve gets the position and you don't i'm like okay well then he can come have the conversation with me he's like well what if he doesn't want to have a conversation with you so regardless of who gets it or if neither of us gets it the conversation needs to happen this year it's 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 a personal goal of mine to sit down with Steve, have the conversation, try and sew whatever relationship can. I mean, for the most part, we're not dicks to each other. We talk occasionally, but it's, hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. great. But the dude, you know, he's not very cordial sometimes or does his job from lots of people within the company I've heard and customers that come to me skip right past him and come to me because they don't like dealing with him. Okay, then I'm going to help the customer out. And sometimes that, you know, I've got the machine at my store. It's ready to go. We take it. It's technically in his quote-unquote territory. Yeah. You know, his boundary lines. You know, and he'll call me bitch and a moaner. What he used to do is call the GM first, the old GM. And then I get a call from him going, Steve, blah, 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 blah. And, fuck the, you know, getting my ass chewed because, okay, whatever. But he can't call me directly. But I, any given day, I can go on his board and see that he's got three or four pieces in my right. territory. But do I give a shit? No. Okay, it is your bucket. It is my bucket. But it is Diamond's bucket. And if Diamond's bucket's getting full, Diamond's bucket's getting full. Yeah, that's a good point. That territory shit, bro. And that's what, that was my first thing when Steve asked. He's like, what's the, what's the first two or three things you need from me? And I said, the very first thing, because we have this hub and spoke. Hub stores are the largest stores. My store, Caseville, Sandy, Park City, yeah. Tooele. There were, we house and rent out the large aerial equipment because, A, we have this physical space to do it yeah. and so on. And then the rest of the branches are called spoke stores, and they're just you know facilitators and then also small equipment. I'm like, if, if this is the model we're going to again or back to again, then... There needs to be clear definition. There needs to be clear expectations of what the hub store's role is, what the spoke store's role is, if there's boundaries, what those boundaries are. Because there never was before. This yeah. is always kind of this off the cuff, we'll deal with it from the old GM when, when it comes. Right. And so that was the first thing. Head count, machine count was the other thing, which are taken care of. Dude, I'd give you the job. Thanks. Yeah. I know that it's it's weird because Mark and Steve are great guys. Mark is one of the nicest guys ever. He's just so even killed. He's the CEO, you know, but historically they're not tool guys. 
they're the party side. That's how the company yeah. originally started was through the party yeah, and yeah. event division. And so they're more party guys, but just to see how far removed they really are from yeah. reality of it. Yeah. Because Mark even brought up to me, the CEO, and he's like, listen, I, you know, now that Kurt's gone, the old GM, he's like, I never really realized how deep, like, you know, the boys club ran or the inner circle. I'm like, oh, yeah, long time, long time. And he's like, "Are you were you a part of that? I'm like, no, no. I wasn't on, I was, I'm not in the boys club or wasn't part right. of that inner circle. And, and, you know, just to see how far removed they really are from it all. Yeah. It's crazy. What do, the, what do you think the, what do you think your CEO makes? Oh, shit. I don't know. I mean, it'd be strictly a guess, but it's gotta be hundreds of thousands. Yeah. You're losing your mic there, bud. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Just, um, yeah, man, uh, hopefully you get it. Hopefully you get it. Then I can get between you and Bill. I'll have all the loan money I need. You know, it's always fun because towards the end of the interview, you know, or towards the end of those panel interviews and yeah. stuff, and when things I, start I always, to loosen up. Yeah, and I always want to make sure I have questions for them because I've been yeah. I've been on the other side. I've been a part of many panels on the panel of many interviews throughout the company. Right. And to kind of have that inside scoop and so on, but having questions prepared for them at the end of it and they're pretty standard questions for the most oh, part what are you gonna do <laughs> when i asked ian i'm like hey you know what's what's your top two or three things you'd like to see me accomplish within the first six to 12 months of this position you know he's like that's a great question and i don't have a great answer for you unfortunately because it's a new position we're still kind of building that and seeing what we need to do and what we'd like to see and yeah and so on and, you know, I'd ask him, like, when can I expect to hear something back? He's, oh, end of the week, at the very latest. They want to get this just shit moving in and out of the way and going. Bro, it's going to be tough, tougher than you think at first. For sure. Well, Mark asked me, the CEO, he's like, so if you get the position, how often do you see yourself in your sister branches, in your other branches, and so on? I'm like, on a regular basis. He's like, well, what's that mean? I'm like, weekly, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, at least once a week in each of the branches. Yeah. And he's like, okay. What would your branches be? Oh, but you don't know because I you don't, don't know if they're going to. Assuming, I'm only assuming, and they kind of talk this way as well because, you know, well, what if Steve gets the position? What if you get the position over Steve and Steve's in this area? So I'm assuming I'd be in the northern, you know, it'd be my store, Caseville, and, and Bountiful, I'm assuming. Right. Maybe downtown, but more likely those other ones. Well, this could be your the final stop on your career path, or CEO of Diamond Rental. Now it could be a good middle point to eventually Ian's job. Yeah. GM job, or you know, Wheeler's getting their claws in things now. Finally. Yeah. As we expected, you know, usually two years in, those other companies do that. So. Yep. We'll see, but... Well, yeah, man. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And again, at the end of the day, like my... I'm not... I'm not... Yeah, will you be disappointed? No, I won't be... I'll be disappointed. Of course I'll be disappointed. But I won't be, you know, ass hurt or anything necessarily. Unless Steve gets it. 
Um, <laughs> again, kidding. even if he does get it, which I don't even know if he applied for it, honestly. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Even if he did get it, if that guy's, if you feel that guy's the right guy for the role, like, look, I'm Team Diamond, so yeah. if you think he's the right guy for the role, then go with it by all means. You know, business is funny because there's a lot of, I mean, obviously, depending on the business you're in or the industry you're in and stuff like that. But, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot to be said from a gratification standpoint. I'm finding what that I've never experienced before with being in a team lead, you know, whatever you want to call it, position. Yeah. I mean, I've had... You know, I lucked out, I would say, and like, you know, after left California right after high school and moved here and within a while, you know, I had, I was working in the corporate world, you know, for, for pretty early for -hmm. a long time. Right. And, um, and I was always just, I was always satisfied with like I'm good just doing what I'm responsible for and leave me alone you know like not that I didn't want a bunch of responsibility but on the creative side of things uh, you know being a designer it was like I'm good like just being because even the job I had where I was on a team of designers and stuff like that and had a creative director and whatnot, Mm -hmm. you're still kind of in your own world right and that kind of stuff is not like the kind of thing where like you can really fuck up. You could, you know what I'm saying? You right. could not do a good job, but and it's not necessarily going to cost anything. Right. Except your time. So, there's a lot that's like interesting and gratifying about you know about that. Now, there's degrees of like the corporate world, obviously. Yeah. You know, and you know Diamond Rental is on the scale of things a smaller a smaller company but a bigger company. And that's exactly why I love Diamond. Cuz they're not right. a national brand where they're so far removed that all they're seeing are these digits to yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yeah, so that so so like I yeah, exactly. And like so I don't know, it's weird because like it's it in hindsight looking forward I'd go, dude, I don't want to work for someone in that capacity. I would hate to be, you know, a whatever FOEO, you know, right. operations, whatever it is. But now that I'm there, I have a different perspective. Yeah. Like most things. And like, Oops. as frustrating, it'll be interesting to see when you get the job, like your experience in a role that is somewhat new okay because a lot of things could i don't know i guess depending on how these people are a lot of these things are could probably be a lot of what your job is might just be defined by you yeah right it could be and and it'll be interesting to see that process that you go through and whatnot and what what struggles you have and whatnot because like there is no doubt like the infuriating level in which things take place, you know, for me, 
But at the same time, there's, it's probably just a big ego stroke. There's gratification. And it's not like I'm getting like, hey, good, great job. I'm not getting any of that shit, right? But I know. I know the impact that it's making. Right. So, as I'm leading up to something. So, the last pay period was my first pay period of my new role. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and so, like, I'm like, all right, like, I can estimate roughly sure. what that's going to look like, you know, t t taxes, all that shit, you know, based on hours and whatnot. And, and I'm like, okay, so X, Y, and Z, where I'm at, okay, I can get my, I can get the car fixed, right, my car fixed. Right. I can afford to do this right now because I got this coming in. You got the stimulus that came in. Right, right, You know, right. so it's like, um, it's like those things so anyway i i get my check and they use adp right mm -hmm. so do we yeah and so i'm i'm in the app looking at it okay and i'm like well this is odd and one thing that i'm not because of my personality because we talked about this like i've definitely become more assertive yeah. but not like it's just almost like I, I it's like i'm just pretending like oh it's always been this way <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's easier for me to process yeah. than to be like, you know. But anyway, long story short, I don't I don't like being put in positions where I have to ask you to explain why you did something that didn't seem appropriate or the right move or whatever. Like, don't make me uncomfortable because, you know, so I get my check and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, this isn't right. Low right. isn't right or high isn't right? Low isn't right. Uh -huh. And because, so, and I was asked when in the agreement by, you know, Estella, I was asked to watch my overtime. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I got right. no problem with that. I know that that's a extremely hard thing to do because. How are you on a hourly dude, basis? Because they don't, because to them, Salary employee means take advantage of the company. They're full of shit. They just don't understand. Salary employee means company takes advantage, advantage of, of the employee. They don't understand that though. Holy shit. Yeah, it's weird, right? And fine, whatever. Okay. Okay. I worked 89 and a half hours. So I had nine and a half hours of overtime. Okay. Now, now I said I would try to keep she's she asked me in that meeting I had with her and, and, and Gordon, she asked me to keep it to eighty five. Okay. Between 80 and 85. And I said, yeah, I'll do my best. And and the problem is, is it's like I, I go in when I go in early because I get a lot of stuff done. I get my day set before people start coming yeah. in my door, right? Yeah. So on average, I'll get to work between 7.15 and 7.30. Uh -huh. And then we don't technically open until 8.30. So I've got a good hour to hour and a half of not really being bugged. It's perfect, right? It's, it's what quiet. I do. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite. But the, and then, and then like I can watch my hours for the day and get ready to leave at a time when I hit eight hours, but like inevitably there's something going on or someone needs me or whatever. I'm not getting out of there at eight hours. Right. So 89 and a half hours, it is what it is. And I told Gordon like a couple of days later, I'm like, it's going to be really, he's like, I don't know how you're going to do it. <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't, I was like, yeah, you can't work overtime, you know? And like, so I'm looking at my check and normally it goes, you're 80, Right. And then it, you're 80 hours at that rate yeah. when you're 
hourly and then your overtime yeah. hours at its rate, time uh-huh. and a half, yeah. which is a federal law. Right. Okay. So I look and my regular hours are 89 and a half. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's against the law right there. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. 100%. Now, m- most people should know that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she knows that. Yeah. Okay. And so now I'm in a position where I've got to come to you and say, either I let it go and see what happens next week, right? Uh-huh. Next pay cycle. Or I, um, or I, you know, or I have to go ask you. Okay. Uh-huh. And I don't like being put in that position because uh-uh. it's awkward for me. It is. Awkward. Okay. So I do. She's, she, she was coming out of my office, dropping something off. And I caught her at the door and I said, Hey, and I, and I actually, being the non-confrontational person I am, I actually twisted it a little sure. bit. And I said, Hey, I got a little like notification thing on my ADP app that said, this is, you know, flagged as incorrect. Okay, right? All right, all right. And she goes, Oh, really? And I'm expecting her to go, Oh, I must've screwed up or ADP screwed up or whatever. And she goes, Oh yeah. You know, back in the, a while back or before we used ADP, we used like, um, we used like a different, uh, app and like, normally what we do is like whatever overtime hours would just accrue to paid time off. Right. What? And I was like, I was so stunned that I went silent and I was like, Oh, uh, she's and before I could finish my thought, she goes, I'll call ADP and take a look at it. And I'm like, okay. So she goes in the office or she goes away and I, and I come in and then, and then my office, my office roommate comes in, Melissa. And she's like, what was that look on Estella's face? And I'm like, I, I asked her about, you know, my overtime wasn't paid overtime. Um, and, uh, she's like, she, and Melissa's like, are you fucking kidding me? She's like, dude, that is so illegal because yeah. she, uh, Melissa's other job is like a lot of payroll stuff yeah. and accounting. She's like, first of all, that's so illegal. Super Second of all, illegal. she knows exactly what she was doing, which uh, she confirmed by what she said to me. Right. Uh-huh. And like, this is just to save a dime, dude, just to save a dime. Right. Because now I get paid this much. So all of a sudden I, I can't pay overtime. Right. And here's the thing. What come to me, like I would be okay with this. Right. If before, cause she, first of all, it's all automated. Yeah. Only if time's correct, she can go in and adjust that time. So she had to move those hours out of the overtime log file, log item, line item, right? In ADP system. Guaranteed. I guaranteed. I've never had an issue before. Every Overtime, every pay period since I've started. I don't know. I mean, I know our HR lady, even though we use ADP and it's pretty automatic, has to process payroll. Right. You have to process it. She has to go through it. But I'm. Then... But what I'm saying is that like... We have fingerprint scanners. Oh, right. That's uh-huh. our clock in and out, right? Yeah. And so, like, the second you clock in, you can go to your ADP app, and you can yeah. see your clock in time and your clock out time. Yeah. And as soon as you hit overtime, you see it jump into there before she's even touched it. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, uh, sorry. Uh, so, I go, I, I, I'm, like, flabbergasted. And let's, like, that is, first of all, illegal. And second of all, like, I'm blown away at the lack of integrity in that. And, and I, and I was like, come to me before you process payroll and go, Hey, you went over what we talked about. Are you cool? If I throw these in regular hours, 
right, and not overtime hours. And I probably would have been like, I'm good with that, right? Still illegal I'm good with as that. fuck. Still illegal as fuck. Yeah. But but talk to me about it, right? Yeah. Don't just do it. Wow. And then not expect me to. Lordy. So then like, and I'm just like, what? It, then I'm I've, I'm having a meeting in my office with someone else, and and she comes in. <laughs> they needed a decal for a van, like a wrap design. And I had to bust that out in a day. Miracle. And she comes in and, ha- and, and slides me a check, right? And she goes, oh, I'll explain that later. You know? And I'm like, and I just put it down and continue the conversation. And she got involved in the conversation. And, like, you could tell that she felt weird. So she was like, oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. Uh, and so I was like, okay. So she goes away. And it's the difference. Less taxes for the halftime. Right. right. So I'm like, all right, we're good. Nothing's been said since. Okay. Cause this was Monday. No, sorry. She's just hoping you're not going to pay attention. Right. Catch it. No, exactly. Well, Melissa said, she goes the way I do. I wouldn't have caught it. I don't pay attention. I don't either. Yeah. Personally. I mean, I guess if you're expecting, if this is your first payroll with the increase, you would well, look at it just to, so maybe you, I would catch it then, but other than that, no, I don't ever look at my check stubs. I don't ever look well, at my deposit. Here's the thing, I do, and the reason I do. Well, this is the point I made to Melissa. I'm like, most people are paycheck to paycheck, right? right? And so a lot of times, knowing to the ten of a dollar of what your check is, right? It's your salary, so you don't need to pay attention, right? But when That's you're true. right, yeah. so like, to be honest with you, it's been great being paid overtime, right? Well, yeah, okay. benefit employee, yeah, which they don't have. understand. Yeah, you're a benefit employee. So my point is, is like, like when you're paycheck to paycheck, you know, you you pay attention to that stuff because you you're budgeting, right? And if I know my check's going to be an extra two hundred dollars this pay period, then I then I can account for that and put it towards a credit card or whatever, right? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, nothing's been said about it, about the check she cut or whatever, and, and it made up the difference and all that stuff. It didn't get corrected in ADP or anything, right? And the other thing Melissa was saying, she's like, that's even, t- your overtime is taxed differently, too. Uh-huh. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. You probably did. Uh-huh. So it's like this whole mess of stuff. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm like, and she, and, and she took it harder than I did. She's like, the audacity to even attempt that. Yeah. It's, it's right. It's pretty fucking low. Right? Yeah. Yeah, unless she is just so oblivious, she don't know what she's doing, but well, she knows what she's doing. That is, she knows what she's doing. The potential of that is definitely there, but she's one of those. Sounds like one of those women that just and diamonds, one of those dude. persons. I don't even want to say women. One of those, yeah, that just. Yeah, well, we talked about this, and you know, I'm going to see if I can get away with this. Just stop. Just stop, please. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that shit's illegal as fuck, too. I just went through a, you know, leadership management training where that was a good portion of it was, you know, overtime and the legality of it. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a federal law. Even if you come to them and say, hey, no overtime ever again, but they still get overtime, you have no legal grounds to stand on. You pay them that overtime. And that's kind of how I played it when I talked to her. I'm like, and I don't want anybody to get in trouble. I don't want somebody to get in trouble, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I would have done the same though. I would have been like, "Hey, I'm an idiot when it comes to this. Help me understand this. Yeah, is this correct? I, this is what I, I'm seeing, but I don't know. I don't want to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, listen, bitch. <laughs> you know, you're talking, you're talking, you know, the difference of a hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. You know, whatever. Still, 
the principle of it, yeah. right? So <laughs> now it's funny. I don't know how this podcast has turned into like a business podcast the last two times, but I just want to share one more thing with you and 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 get your opinion slash advice that I think you'll have some insight on, okay? Before I took the new role, this order for spoon straws was placed with a manufacturer of ours overseas. Mm -hmm. And we sell these boxes of spoon straws, plastic, you know, you know, snow cone straws. Yeah. Sorted colors. We, We sell a box of 200 unwrapped straws, 200, uh, 150, a box of 150 wrapped straws. And then we also sell these jumbo ones, which we're not doing anymore. Right. And they decided that they wanted to do paper straws as well, which is Mm -hmm. not the greatest thing for snow cone. No, (laughs) but you know, it's the optics of it. Right. So they put together an order. They placed an order for this. It goes into production. They wanted new designs on the box they had the guy upstairs start designing it and I saw it and I'm like, what is this trash? And so I was like, all right, I got to redesign a killer design on the box. Okay. Long story short, the owner of the company comes in this morning, all just disheveled and upset because he got a call from the factory. That's like, everything's done. It's in the containers. Well, little did we know that the, that it wasn't the same factory making the paper straws. That factory is 800 miles away from the main factory. And so they wanted to ship, containers from two different ports Mm. right out and the cost on that is massive especially right now shipping costs are through the roof right and so like i start i'm like let i'm like carl let's let let me just run some numbers here and let's see right we're looking at these charges for shipping let's let's see what we what we can do so i start running all these numbers right and for what we ordered to get to our doorstep is essentially it was originally going to be four containers because of how it's complicated, but we, but much simpler and cheaper to go with two containers to come into LA. Anyway, from there, from factory to there, including the cost of production, fifty-four thousand dollar, fifty-five thousand dollar order. Mm-hmm. Okay, shipping, freight, taxes, duties, all that estimation, fifty-five mm-hmm. k value on the order on the objects. 90k so you get about a $36,000 profit it's a 40% margin right I do all that none of which they know wow mm-hmm. okay. and I, I, I have this invoice from the factory in front of me and I'm looking at we, we order them by the case there's 50 boxes in a case because sometimes our vendors buy by the case okay mm-hmm. so I'm doing all the math I look at I look at not last year's sales because 2020 is a junk year especially for that part of our business so i look at 2000 or i have the girl up front pull reports for 2019 on the sale of all our straw sets and i get the numbers of our sales even including for growth blah 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 this is an under ten dollar an item thing right Mm -hmm. so i bring the owners in or carl and gordon and i sit them down and i say hey look i got some numbers here this is what you're going to make on that it you know if you're lucky (laughs) this is what you'll make on that and they're like all right well that's doable. So, and I say to them, I have one question. There's no right or wrong answer for this, but how was the quantity ordered decided? Well, we looked at what we ordered last time and then we kind of, you know, calculated for like hopefully having some growth and whatever. So, you know, 
that's kind of where we got those numbers from. And I said, all right, makes sense. But here's the thing. You, you bought the same amount of plastic straws as you did the time before, and then you bought that same volume of paper straws. You're not, you're not going to sell, you know, like, because you're still selling straws at the end of the day. Yeah. And I said, here's the thing. I said, do you guys know how long this inventory is going to last you? And they're like, well, I mean, you know, usually, I mean, historically, and I know they're like, I know that you're, you're not a big fan of this, but like a year. And I'm like, depending on what we're talking about is what I'm a fan of or not. But this inventory will last you two, two and a half years. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm just showing you. Okay. So you, 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 you have this $55,000 bill you're about to pay when it could have been a $25,000 bill. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, our pricing, you know, yeah, about tw- maybe, maybe anywhere from 10 to 20 at most cents a unit, right? You got a better deal on. And I said, but look, and, and Carl was like, I think I get what you're saying, right? And I said, hey, let me put it to you this way, okay? Uh, I'm trying to implement a system here where we manage most of our inventory by quarter, right? And so I, I, I this is how I want to put it to you guys. If I came to you and said, hey, guys, every quarter... Here's $100,000 to operate your company, to do additional operations, whether that's R&D, new products, new employees, whatever it is, right? Would you, would you guys want that? Do you guys want an extra hundred grand a quarter? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's where overspending and buying in those kind of volumes that last you over a year doesn't make sense because the value of that capital for your operations, because now all of a sudden you're stretched for this quarter and you can't yeah. do this or, oh, we got to put that off until then. So the idea is to run more, even if at the end of the day you're making less money per unit because your cost is a little bit higher, but you're, you cannot look at these things in a, in a, you know, what do they call that? With blinders on. Yeah. You have to look at it across the whole, the whole thing. I just feel like anyone who's been in any kind of business, especially a product-based business, Mm -hmm. the golden rule is inventory sitting on shelves costs you money. Not good, right? No. I mean, it's not good. That that is what I. Not only are you spending more to buy a larger quantity of fur, but now you got to store it. You got to have square footage to store it. You got to have people to manage it. You got. I mean, all these things have costs to them. So. And, and, and I learned, I learned that because the first time I ever dealt with a product based business was tribe one. Sure. Yeah. So I learned that Absolutely. with tribe one and went, Oh, okay. I see why inventory that sits is not a good thing. Plus, I mean, from an, from a tax point of view, when you do your taxes, your, your tax account wants to know the value of yeah. your inventory on your shelf. 100%. Right. Not only does your insurance company, now your insurance goes up because the value of shit you have in your facility oh, dude, is that's higher. A good, I didn't even, uh, duh, but I, I've never even thought of that before. There's a ton of associated costs to that. So God damn, like good thing. These products have such a huge margin on them. Cause how is this, business ever stayed in business this long without those big ass profit margins they'd be I sunk mean, dumb luck oh yeah. i gotta tell dustin something dude he's gonna be heartbroken what do you mean don't break his heart bro so you know that snowy owned those machines yeah. that dustin used to work on yeah right and that five axis machine yeah. which was a rare machine carl owns that machine and that building down there recently they had to evict a tenant out of that building and 
move in a new tenant and they had those those cnc machine multiple cnc machines were down there and carl and his infinite wisdom it's a secure yard but had the machines moved outside and dude they got freaking no they got stripped of every valuable piece or part on them they're scrap now people came in tweakers and ripped out everything of value on those machines and gordon was so pissed so to move in a three thousand dollar a month rent client he moved those out and was trying to figure out what to do with them in the meantime a cnc machine worth well over ten thousand dollars well over got well was toasted yikes you know what i'm saying I mean, shit, in our yard, which is secure, we got cameras everywhere. I mean, Recently, there was nowhere else to put these machines? I mean, they're big machines, but I don't know. It's like, figure something out. No I, shit, I, figure I, something out. I didn't know out. what the conversation was, but I walked in the office, and Gordon's like, well, now just have Greg try to sell them for scrap. I don't know. You know, like, piss. But anyway, that's a sad unfortunate. We've had recently, Yikes. like a month ago, had had a bunch of whoever jump our fences and rip out all the catalytic converters out of all the freaking vans and yep. buses on the property. Yep. Ugh. So. They'll take anything, bro. Oh, I know. Anything. I know, bro. Yeah. So, anyway, that 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 was like two-thirds of my day-to-day was like trying to trying to deal with that and manage that and stuff like that. And and I, I, I've developed a system. So here's my thing. Like, I'm not incorrect on that, right? There does times where buying in volume will does make sense, but not if you're going to sit on the inventory. No, not if you're going to sit on it for you know two full quarters at least. Right, because when when you guys are worried about your payroll, right? How much your payroll is every two weeks? Like that's what I'm saying. Like right there, if you if I would have been a part of that in the beginning, I would have been like half this order. Save $25,000, right? And there's half a salary for someone. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like ultimately, and I don't obviously know, but just like anything in life, any relationship of any style, any kind, communication is key. Yeah. I don't know that Gordon and those guys are necessarily worried about payroll as much as Estella is. And so there's no like cross communication of like, Quit freaking out about this stuff. No, and, and when you have a husband and wife that work together and then go yeah. home together, yeah, the Carl's like, oh, I mean, I mean, we're going broke, and Melissa's like, what are you talking about? You know, they got nine hundred k in the bank at the end of at the end of the month every month ish, right? For a while now, even in a slow time, okay. For for an under twenty employee company, if that's the case. Can I be broke? Right, and she's like, why do you think you're going broke? Well, Estella's saying, well, there's your problem. Yeah, yeah let's do Estella. Anyway, the last thing I want to say on this is that, like, the last thing I want to say on this is that, is that I've come up with a new system because not to go into too much detail because we've already talked about this numerous times uh, on, on air and off air, but, but, you know, certain individuals that I could tell I was going to have issues with, with me taking this role has is rearing its head now and it's rearing its head in a way that is just like I'm I'm doing this just because I need to, it's a, a power move so that you know I'm not just going to do what you tell me to do like literally I was told today oh I know you told me not to do that but I did that anyway 
And I'm like, okay. So because I'm not going to fight a fight like that and get into it, right? Especially with who this person is. I've decided that the easiest way for me is to Aikido it. Mm. And I'm going to make the system so goddamn efficient that when you don't do your job, it is going to be so uber apparent and all the blame will come upon you. Yeah. And there will be no escape from it because there's always been escape. Cover your ass this way. Cover your ass that way. Oh, I did this. I did that. And that will go away. That's my game plan. Uh, yeah, it's a good game plan. You good plan. with that? Yeah, it's a good game plan. I Is mean, that wrong? No. No, I mean, I... I've tried the other way. If you... Well, the, it, and we talked about this before, obviously, being a dead horse again, but if you don't have the authority and the top-down buy-in to make those moves, then yeah, that's your only option. Like, because one of their questions to me in the in the interview is, you know, how do you effectively help, you know, long-term employees who are kind of stuck in their ways develop to be more collaborative and i'm like i'm like this is yeah this is the old dog new tricks thing we've been dealing with and you know and i gave my ideas and and steve the cfo just wants to keep pushing on he's like okay well what if that doesn't work well what if that doesn't work i'm like look eventually you might have to replace the dog you should replace the dog if the dog ain't doing what you need the dog to do then you replace the dog yeah he's like okay all right i like that if culturally your company's been run a certain way for long enough and you've had long-term employees who've adapted to that culture and you go to change that culture and they're not buying into the culture, it's more cost efficient and way better for your business to get rid of those people and bring in fresh people. hundred percent. You know, but we're not saying nothing new. I mean, that's, that's, you know, like that's, you know, age old tenured salary guys, you bring in someone brand new, you know? Yeah. But, Okay, hey, let's move on out of this okay. bullshit. What do you want to move to? Well, I don't know. Our Uncle Bill's leaving. Oh, yeah, he is going to leave. Is he? Yeah, he's going for sure. Yeah, good. He should. He should definitely go. He should. 100% he should definitely go. Uncle Bill. We all know that. Is part of you sad? Yeah, I mean, of course, to some degree, you know, and not being able to see him as often and interact and so on of course yeah man but i'm also excited for him i'm way excited for him <coughs> he deserves it yeah and and here's the thing tell me tell me how you feel about this maybe you've been here long enough so so like if 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 when bill goes down there and he su- starts to succeed right and he starts to you know make some really good money and, and, and be able to afford the simple things in his life that he's not been gone able to right, so gone without. And not that and he's not that he's even needed those things, but yeah. it, it would be nice to see him have those kinds of things. Certainly. Right. And, and I, this, there's a bigger picture here, right? Cause we talk about the desert all the time, which the desert's more about the, the, the place is the place, but the desert's more about, just the just the band of brothers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And those that 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 those bonds of the bands of brothers ebbs and flows throughout the years based on who goes and what we do and and, and what have you, right? And and like f- for the most part, I have to say that my whole life, Bill's been my best friend, right? Right? Because mm-hmm. we were so close in age, we grew up together, and then there were years and years when we moved away from Arizona and went to California, and he he yep. was up here, yeah. So. 
my best friend's moving away. Now, I've had long stints of time where I haven't seen my best friend for months and months and months on end yep. and not talk to my best friend That's for months and months on end. That's what makes them the best friend. That's what makes him a best friend. But as of late, since I started playing in the band, right, mm-hmm. we've re-engaged my disc golf career. Right. <laughs> Our disc golf careers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we see him... At, We've been seeing him every weekend. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. if it's for a few hours. Sure. And, and, you know, I see him more now. So part of me is like, oh, this is kind of sad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, doesn't it feel like, and this is going to sound super superficial, but doesn't it feel like with Bill and this opportunity he's got in front of him and it works out the way that it's been mapped out for him, right? I mean, that's unbelievable, right? that yep. money oh well yeah if that even even half even, that. even half of that pans out for sure yeah. absolutely it's it for bill it's life-changing for a lot of people it's life-changing uh, it's life-changing so yeah. why were you shaking your head i think i know where you're going but you haven't gotten there yet so. okay so you want me to keep going <laughs> mm-hmm. doesn't it feel like there's a shift as a whole uh-huh going on that's what my eyes were what or not? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was from your yawning or what, but like, and, and and I, you know, I don't know how to say this. I don't. I don't know why I worry about it on this fucking podcast, but yeah, you know, like like career wise, I've had some recent changes that have been very good, yeah. and and when you look at the numbers, not drastically different paycheck to paycheck, but different different where it's making yeah. a big difference, yeah. which is a blows me away, and I got to be very cognizant of that, right? Yeah. Same with you, right? Like, if you do get this new job, which I think you will, but even in and above that, you know, you've had some good luck fall upon you. Yeah, just got a raise already. Yeah, you got a raise already. And I would call that a pretty significant raise. Yeah. In the in, in, To most people. Yeah. Okay? And it and, and that's all great for everybody. But doesn't it, isn't there a part of you that's like, oh, this feels like, what this gives each individual will be awesome for the whole. I mean, Dustin's are always done pretty well yeah. and he's moving too, but he's still staying in Utah. Right. And as a whole, right. Doesn't it feel like the idea that like, Oh, cause I guarantee you bill makes that kind of money. He will buy land somewhere. hundred percent. Even if there's a tent on it for 20 years. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. That's his thing. And we're going to benefit from that. Yep. And we're going to play our, our part in that. Do you get what I'm saying with this? I do. Like when you initially started speaking, and that's, you know, when I was nodding mm-hmm. my head and so on. <clears throat> I was thinking about this, I don't know, just a couple of days ago as well. Same thing. It It's hard to put a finger on, hard to articulate in any sense of normalcy, I guess. But with Bill's opportunity, with the move you just made, with the possible move I'll be making, I'm super excited for each of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited. Like, yes, it's more responsibility. It's it's scary, but I'm find myself excited, which isn't normal for me. I would say. Okay. I like comfort. I like my normality. I like my routine, especially sure. being a single dad and time being yep. somewhat limited already. Yep. And spoken for, but I'm excited for the the opportunity. I'm excited for the growth that it's going to give me personally on a personal level, and. Even more so, I'm excited for Bill that way. Yeah, big time. You know, to challenge himself to to push those comfort zones and to yes, there's there's 
Yes. I've hesitated saying it many, many times to him, to you, to myself. There's a part of me that hopes he never comes back. Oh, that's to not... Utah. <laughs> no, I'm just right? kidding. Yeah. There's a small part of me. I want him to, to be so content and succeed in his new adventure that he doesn't even need to necessarily or want to come back. Sure. Unless... Because that doesn't bother me as far as our relationship goes because, A, he's there. Right. If he's making that money. If XYZ. XYZ, yeah. I'm comfortable. You're comfortable. There's plenty of opportunity. Right. So... Would you agree then? Because here, because here, so I'm taking this down the individual level, and then and then as a whole, right? Because what's weird about this is I got to make a note here. Okay, what's weird about this to me is the is how it's all happening around the same time for yeah. everybody, right? And I can't ignore that. No. Now that's the biggest thing. That's really so. So what gives me goosebumps about that is first, let me take it to an individual level. Like for me. The, the the small changes that it makes, right? To be able to look at it and go, like Lex and I have been talking, and like to actually be able to seriously, because before I would just go, ah, if something works out, it works out, but I, I, I'm not really going to plan for that because you know how life goes. Right. But to be able to seriously plan, to be able to sit down and, and, and work numbers and then go, oh, shit, I can plan out a couple things, like, you know, a trip down to Lake Powell. And, and do X, Y, and Z over this many months and and be able to afford to do that. Yeah. Right? To be able to plan, you know, even simple as some camping trips. Mm-hmm. You know, Lexi wants to go on. And I want to go on, right? With the kids, right? Simple stuff. That's not breaking the bank, going to Cabo or some bullshit like that. But no. like valuable time things, right? Very valuable right. time. And Lexi and I have been talking about that a lot lately. And it's like, oh, wow, this feeling feels really good. It feels very comforting. It's it's so nice. It's so, it's so nice. De-stressing. It's even the stupid shit. This is the where the value shit. really comes in for me. Same in a way. A A that being even a possibility. Right. B. Seeing something, we're having the thought going. Oh fuck! I need some new, you know, landscape lights for the fucking yard. Go home and order them. I don't gotta check the account. I don't gotta go Bro. budget them in necessarily. I'm glad you said that because like, like I've been a little bit overspending for a second you know it's, it's good to keep it in check no and i and, and, but, yeah. and i know my nature by yes. by nature i'm not wired that way anyway right. so but it is nice to go oh shit there's a few things that i've needed or wanted for quite a while you know what i'm saying like it's as simple as this dude at costco today having to get some paper towels and some bullshit like that right and like i see these slip on i've been wanting a pair of just cheap slip on shoes right right these little sketcher slip-on shoes. Mm-hmm. Bef- these were $30, yeah. okay? But that $30, I would just go, I don't need – I got shoes. I don't need a pair that I can slip on and off when I'm going in and out of the house. Right. But just to be able to go, no. oh, no. I'm I know, gonna get I know these it shoes. sounds trivial and it sounds stupid, it's, but for me, that is the value. That's the value. That's the value. It's and those to go, little things. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Let's just get that. Yeah. It's like Lexi wants to do this cool uh, kind of art piece out of like old family photos up in the front foyer. And she's submitting all the pictures uh, framed around one big family photo that we took uh, uh, last year when the girls were graduating, right? And she's like, oh, it's going to be 80 bucks to print all that. 
And she's like, uh, and now the other day, I'm like, did you order those? She's like, no, it's 80 bucks. I'm like, just print. Just go. Hit print. Just hit print. Hit print. No, it's too much money. Yeah. No, just hit print. Mm-mm. Right? Especially on something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, on that individual family level, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Now, on the bigger picture, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. right? With all of us. Mm-hmm. Part of me can't help but my mind go to what 10 years down the road, like Bill doing this. Do you know how, for how we know Bill is and and as unique of a person it is, but all his unique personality traits that he'll fully admit to. Sure. Like Mm -hmm. how how good this could be for him or will be for him, right? Yeah. Like ten years down the road, dude, what, what could we do? Meaning that the experience I'm getting, the experience you're getting, the experience he'll be getting, and the idea that ten years down the road we go, hey, you know what? Let's all throw in this and start this or do this okay. business. So you're thinking like business, business adventure, yeah, type some sort thing. of venture, some right. sort of thing. Maybe right. we all go in on a piece of land together or, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Something like – that's what I'm talking about, right? Investment. Right. Of some sort. An investment or a business, an idea, executing on an idea, having the funds, you know, to execute on that idea. I mean, even like – I mean, the kind of money that Bill potentially can make is life-changing in my book. Yeah. Right? I mean, it potentially is, you know – In his book, one and it's a, like... almost it's, it's almost two and a half times what I yeah. make. Right? And – and the idea that, like, with Bill is and how he is with money, it'd be like five years down the road, go, hey, bro, who's got X number in the bank? What do you think of this? You know, I got the – Eric and I got the experience to operate this and then some. Yeah. You know? I don't know. that I can't help but think that too. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily make that correlation except for the fact of the timing of it. Right? It's like a wave that we all are catching at the same time. Yeah. You know? I don't know, man. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't know. You're right. But f- fuck all that for a minute. Yeah. It is exciting for no, it everybody. Is. It is. Even though it's like, dude, when you sent me the text and said you had the interview today, I got uh, yeah. excited for you. Yeah. You know, and That's you and cool. I are real competitive with each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was joking around with Lexi. I'm like, he better not make more than me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even talk about that necessarily, but I will. You will make more? Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure you will. I don't know what you make. No, no, so no. I, I I'm sure you but, will. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Which good for you. But I it's mean, just nice. You've always made more than me. It's just nice. You yeah. know, refinancing the house and my dro- payment dropped. Corbin's coming to live with me for high school, so pretty soon child support oh, dude, drives up a, that direction. You're an adult, dude. Right? It feels weird. Like, I know we've talked about this many times on this podcast, so bear with us. I'm sorry. <sighs> But I'm tripping on it more and more as, A, this position, this grown-the-fuck-up position might be mine soon. But you already and have the, a grown-up position, bro. I do. I do. But it's it's this weird mind That's fuck. different. Yeah. It's, it's this weird thing where, and again, we've talked about it, the person on the other side of the counter, there's some part of me that feels like high school was yesterday and I'm still that same person. Uh, like I'm locked in that zone and yeah. this person over on the other side of the counter is my elder. Right. And I look at a license and go, holy fuck, I'm eight years older than this right, person. Right. 
Right. And then the responsibility side going, oh, shit, I've got a teenager who's about to drive who's going to come live with me for high school. Dude, your life is going to get so much less stressful yeah. in that arena. Do you know that? Yeah. I'm super excited. Do you know that? I'm super excited for Like, it. it's going to be so much less stress. Yeah, I know. Because you're not going to get the phone calls. You know what I'm saying? Which is one element. There's a bunch of other ones too, but like. Well, and the idea that he is about to try is pretty soon. I have more help with Dax on the mornings. Yeah. I need the help. Yeah, man. And and all there's a number of things. The nice thing is with the stimulus check that just came through. I go to Megan like I always have because she. You did know, you just get your new one? I did. Yeah. Today. Oh, Layla got hers today too. Um, except for I, I, I don't know, and that's what I'm waiting to find out. I had a stimulus shit. I had assumed they were still going off the same tax shit they had been for the other stimuluses, because because tax season hasn't technically expired yet. So how are they basing it off of this year's taxes? It's just your last year's filed taxes, whatever that is. Personally, uh huh. So if I had filed in January, they just went off of this year's. Maybe that's what happened then. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm waiting to find out. So if that's the case, then that's the case. But I go and go. You know, Megan's been getting Corbin's. Yeah. The last two stimuluses and shit. So I go okay. Yeah. There's my child support for the month or whatever it is. And I, you know, now it's not yeah. coming on my paycheck. It's she's already got it. Yeah. So if that happens this one, because the kid ones on this one's fourteen hundred. Okay, my half covers me till the end of May, and come June, he's living with me. I'm essentially done paying child support at this point. Uh-huh. That conversation hasn't... I mean, the conversation yeah, yeah. took place of, hey, good, good I'm luck, paid up bro. till June. Good luck. Paid up till June. But the... I don't know what she's expecting when he comes to live with me. If she, she better not be expecting a fucking dime. Well, we'll see. Oh, no. Well, she won't get it. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will call ORS and I will cancel that... There's a part of this stimulus stuff that, uh, you know, j- just makes me nervous, dude. I don't. I'm like, trying not to think about it. I don't like getting the money. Yeah. Like from the government. I don't either. Because a I, I I haven't been as unfortunate as a lot of people have been. Sure. Through it, job wise and stuff. Sure. So it does feel funny, and I'm trying not to think about it much. You know, for multiple of reasons that you know inflation. The next few years, yeah. what my kids' lives are going to be like when they become adults. Yeah, I all mean, those things. That money, the I mean, it does what it's supposed to do, and people just dump that right back yeah. into the economy for the most part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the government ends up with a lot of that back. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I tell you what, though. But go ahead. You won't be getting it anymore. Should there be any more? No, because because of raise. what I make. Yeah, right. And neither will I. Right, over seventy five k. Uh huh. Yeah, which. Is totally appropriate. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Man. I have. Yeah, man. I remember. I was thinking about this the other day. Is this is when we lived in California, right? So I was twelve. Yeah. Somewhere in that range, thirteen maybe. Uh huh. And I don't remember how I knew or what I heard or what I overheard. I don't remember where the information came from or maybe it was the news or something. I just remember overhearing, you know, this idea of, you know, making fifty, fifty-five thousand dollars $55,000 a year is kind of, I think, where dad was at. And I don't know if it was dad at the time or, 
you know, and that was a number of years ago, obviously, or what I heard it from, but going, mm-hmm. you know, someone saying make fifty fifty five thousand dollars a year, you can take care of a family, no problem, you sure. know. Yeah. Which is A isn't the case anymore. Okay. To some degree. I, like I if, on yeah. a single income. I don't know that I agree, dude. I mean it could. I mean Bro. I mean, what's your quality of life? That's exactly right. And that's the thing is like, and, 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 and that quality of life is a quality is a trick word. Yeah. Right. Because it's, it's like different for everybody. Yeah. Cause you can stress to pay bills. Right. Yeah. But you can still make it work yeah. and not be impoverished. Yeah. hundred percent right? for sure. Because like for the longest time, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean you can you can make it work, and it depends a lot on where you live and shit. That's the thing, bro. Yeah, you could go live in places where if you pulled that same salary, you'd be balling, dude. You there's, could buy two there's, houses. There's fewer places, but dude, like, there's dude, a some lot of that of... shit I see on like reels and shit of Texas. You know, this is what two hundred fifty thousand dollar house looks like in Texas, dude, and they're fucking gorgeous yeah. mansions. Bro. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? There's places. Where a hundred thousand dollar house is like, it's like what? Yeah. Just because of where it's located in the country. I mean, Tisha and I were seriously looking at houses in Tennessee at one point. Places like that, dude. A hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. You got lakefront property for like five exactly. acres and shit. And you're exactly. Like, what? But oh, you know, it's all relative for the most part. Cost of living versus wages. No, it for is. the most part, it's relative. It's definitely relative. The thing, man. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good point. It's a good point. I mean. I don't know, dude. Like, I know that Bill, one of the things he's like, dude, when I start running money, I'm going to fix my credit, right? Which true. Money can fix credit. Certainly. It takes yeah. a minute. It does. But it can but it can fix your credit. It, yeah. Which is kind of fucked yeah. to think about, right? Yeah. Like, you probably have, because I've, I've always thought, like, the idea of a credit score. And when I found out that the credit reporting agencies are owned by... They're not even a federal thing. They're just a... It's total bullshit. It's total bullshit. It is. Right? And but our whole and, and two of those of credit reporting companies you can throw away because yeah. no one looks at them. No, right? You know, and back in the old days, like nowadays with America First, as you know, you can check your FICO score any minute you want. Yeah. Okay. But my credit score is higher than it's ever been. Yep. Okay. And 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 I I still have some. To be honest with you, collections on it, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to tell you a funny story here. <laughs> It's embarrassing, but I'm just going to fess up to it as part of the healing process. But, like, and my credit score isn't, like, the greatest, but it's the greatest I've ever had. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just, like, I'm I'm hovering at 700. I've never been at 700 before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yay for me. Yay for you, indeed. You can do a lot more with a $700 credit score than you can <laughs> yeah. with where I was at, you know, What's ten, the lowest you ever remember it being? Five thirty. Yeah. Like ten years ago. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Pretty low. Big jump. Big jump. Right. I hurt my back a couple years ago. Remember? Yeah. Herniated disc. Yeah. I got I got taken over to Davis Hospital. Had a bunch of shit done. I had two herniated discs. X-rays, CAT scans, all that shit. And, of course, no insurance. 
of course, no way to pay those bills. Right. And so at, before that happened, I didn't have any, any like collection based debt. Right. And, and that hadn't been the case for a while, like just different stuff and whatever. Right. So that happens. And, you know, like I'm of course getting bills and shit and it's like this, it's just like, I, I can't, I can't do anything yeah. about this stuff. Yeah. I can't pay these bills right now or maybe ever. So it's just like, you know, it is what it is. So, you know, then, then, then the phone calls start coming. Right. And then, you know, then it's the judgment. So I've been playing cat and mouse with the Utah County constable for like a year and a half. Okay. So, which I'm not proud of this, but <laughs> I think the guy, I think the dude, the, the constable agent is kind of a good sport because <laughs> he's just doing his job. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. So I get a letter a while back. Why Utah County? That's just where the debt ended up. Oh, gotcha. Right? Yeah. So I get a, I get a letter a while back. I mean, this is like a year, I want to say a year and a half ago, maybe. And it's like, this has gone to judgment. It's now with the constable's office. We have the right to seize property. Right. Which, <laughs> okay. I guess is kind of true. And I'm like, I mean, short of like a TV, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't really have a whole lot of property, right? right? But still, very nerve wracking. So every two weeks, banging on the door, right? Don't answer the door, right? He's out there <laughs> banging on the door. Don't answer the door, right? Uh, leaves his card. You've seen it. I remember you walked in. Was <laughs> yeah. like, "What is this?" Right, <laughs> dude. Then like, and I'm like, I just started leaving the card wedged in the door because we'd never go out the front door we use the garage right right and so i'm like because when he'll come back he'll be like well maybe this guy doesn't even live here right because the card's still there then he started taping the card to like the key box the <laughs> keypad box on the garage door and shit right and he would draw smiley faces and shit on it right so i'm like oh, i kind of like this guy's a good sport right uh and then like i knew when i moved i'm like and dude, and it would, you know, the girls would give them anxiety, like someone's banging on the door, and I'm like, just don't answer it, it'll go away. <laughs> you know, and so like I knew when I moved that was gonna go away for a minute. And I thought it's gonna take them a minute <laughs> to find me, right? Because I didn't forward my mail. Because I, I just changed my address for stuff that was important. Otherwise I didn't yeah. forward my mail. I never do. So then like two weeks ago. Two, three weeks ago, dad calls me and he's like, hey, I had a constable show up here for you. And I'm like, this is the same Michael on the card. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. He's like, Let me, I'll send you a picture. I'm like, okay. And and, and and now I'm like, okay, now they're harassing mom and dad, which I'm surprised they hadn't done before. And I'm now I'm like, oh, fuck. And it's giving me anxiety, giving me anxiety. Now, all the while, like, I remember seeing the initial bills. And this was well over $10,000 worth of That's bullshit. worth of treatments, right? Yeah. And, and no, it's not $10,000 worth of treatment. No, it's, it's not $10,000 yeah, exactly. bailed of treatment. Exactly. And so, so then like I got a doorbell camera now. Right. And then, so two weeks to the day of when they came to mom and dad's ring doorbell and, and both Lexi and I, it rings our phones. And then she's like, why is there a cop at our door? <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry about it. And then like, he's there and he will stay there an extra long time. And of course I know he's found me cause that same dumb dogs barking the same damn bark. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm like thinking, should I talk to him over the speaker and shit, which I find impossible <laughs> with the delay anyway. And I'm like, Kaylee's home. Right. And I, and I, 
And I'm like, dude, just fuck it. I'm like, Kaylee, go answer the door. He he got he left before she could get the door open, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to do it, right? So I fucking call the constable's office, and I'm like, hey, I got a card. You know, I need to find out what this is or whatever. And and I know it's on my credit, but I've never – dude, it's like I don't, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist, right? I use Credit Karma just to check my stuff, and it's like – I know there's a collections account, but I don't pay. I don't really look at what they are, right? right? I'm horrible at this stuff, dude. So I call, and and she's like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Can you tell me what who the original debtor is and stuff?" And she's like, "I actually don't have that information here, but you can call the law office that that we got this account from, and and the, and they're connected." Right. Yeah. And so I do. And she's like, well, I can tell you that it was with this collection agency. And I know it's for the medical bills. Right. But I just want to be sure that's not something I don't know about. And and I say, can you tell I get with the law office? I say, can you tell me how much? She's like, I can't really because we've passed on the constable's office and they have fees involved. So, you know, and it's thirty seven hundred bucks. And I don't know how it went from tens of thousands to thirty seven hundred probably because it was bought and sold so many times. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and I just was like, all right, I'm a, is it cool? I'm gonna call you back in about a week. I'll make pay, payment arrangements. Right. To just get this fucking bullshit paid off. And she's like, yeah, she's like, that's great. Just, what can we verify your address? And, and I'm like, yeah. And I, and I give her the address, you know, she's like, okay. She's like, that way we can send you out. Once you do the payment, arrangements, we can send you out a thing. And then, you know, we can stop bugging you. And I'm like, that's all it took. You know, she's like, we need to come see his pro I mean, that letter I got scared me because I'm like, oh, they're not just going to let me make payment arrangements. They're going to want me to do something. Right. <laughs> so, like, all this stress and anxiety I just put myself through. And, and honestly, until now, I couldn't really be able to afford to make those extra payments. Right. And I'm still going to try to talk it down and be like, hey, you know, if I can pay it within this much time, can I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But just the relief of going, oh, that guy is not going to come yeah. banging on my door anymore. It's a big relief. And it's embarrassing, you know, but like, it's like, dude, on, and I get with people, like, it's like medical stuff, dude. Like, I don't know how you afford. Medical ones are tough. It's like, I feel bad. It's like Davis County Hospital's not losing money. No. Right? No. They're not losing money. And there's a whole business around debt collection. Yeah. You know? But it's like, dude, like if you don't have insurance and something happens to you and you have to go to the hospital, like, you know me, I ain't going to the doctor for shit, but I couldn't move. And mom and dad had to, like they had to call mom and dad, they had to carry me into a car to take yeah. me there, you know, because it was so bad. Even if you do have insurance, it's still fucking dude, outrageous, dude. It's outrageous. Yeah, dude. And you pay for insurance through work, right? Yeah. It's a lot. Every paycheck. Yeah. You know, Is it it's worth it? 200 and something bucks for me and the kids per paycheck. How do you afford that, bro? You just do. You just. Not me. That's why part of the reason I don't look at my check stub because what, you know, my gross is versus what my net is. is Bro. It's silly. Okay. But your kids are of age. You don't legally have to carry them anymore. No. But with the CARES but, Act, obviously I do and child support sure, and stuff. Sure. I have to. Yeah, but. yeah. Sure. But I, I skated around all that shit. Never had insurance. You know, I mean, I've had insurance with certain companies. It was more so for the peace of mind and just not having to fuck with it. Because I know I'm not using it. I know the kids don't. I don't remember the last time any of us went to the doctor other than Dax for like his 
you know, wellness checkup, which is preventative anyways and doesn't cost you shit anyways. Dude, but. that shit gets beaten into the wrong way so often. It's like yeah. with auto insurance, right? Yeah. I pay a boatload for auto insurance with all of us, you know. Now, the kids pay their insurance and all that sure. stuff. But still, it direct deposits from my account. And it's like, God damn, bro. Yeah. You know, Lexi just got a new car, so full coverage, and that goes up. You know, and I have that accident, right, which I'm not – it's not – I'm not at fault accident as far as Geico's concerned, you know, but in my head, I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with insurance. I don't want to have to deal with insurance. Yeah. Right. And I talked to him and it's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, she's like, it's not at fault insurance. So your rates aren't going to go up or anything. She's like, let's just get your car taken care of, pay your deductible and you're good. And I'm like, oh yeah, duh. I dump shit tons of money every month. The amount yeah, of money you've got I've damn right. Paid them. You better fix it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the repairs on it came to six grand. Well, it's even worse is, let's say it is your fault. Still, I'm paying you almost $15,000 a year. Right. Right? Yeah. With in claim and one claim every 20 years for six grand. Yeah. You've made 40 grand off of me. Yeah. Like, fuck you. But they want to haggle you every step of the way, yeah. those adjusters. Oh, well, you know, not a fault. When it's your you were fault. At, you were at fault, so. Right. Yeah, no, it's fucking bullshit. No, I pay you so I can be at fault. Exactly right. That's why I have insurance. Yeah, so if it is my fault, I don't have to pay anything. Because I pay over the years, yeah. Yeah, And but, but when you're not at fault, they're like, oh, no, you're good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or whatever. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So I don't know. It's anyway, stupid. yeah, I hate insurance. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's pricey. Pricey. It's pricey. Pricey. And I, my plan is a high deductible plan. Yeah, because because you want that better coverage, right? It's not necessarily better. I mean, it is somewhat better, but my deductible is super fucking high. Should something actually happen, yeah. I'm out of pocket. Well, you like a grand? What? You're grand? Oh, shit, that's low. I don't know. What no, low is five hundred, bro. No, in not auto insurance, health oh, insurance. Oh, health insurance. Yeah, health yeah, yeah, insurance. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my auto was 500 I yeah. think. But life in, or my health insurance <sighs> is like a $10,000. It's up there because it's a high deductible plan. But when it was originally sold to the company, which was a great spiff, you know, you were eligible for the HSA account, yeah. health savings account. And Diamond would automatically put two grand into it just like that. Yeah. And so I've got like Lucky you. I've got like five grand sitting on my HSA card right now, which I can use towards prescriptions, medical bills, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And you know I contribute twenty five bucks a paycheck towards it or Hence whatever. Hence the word insurance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So should I have anything dental appointments, whatever it is? Oh, here's the card, pay it, and get it done. But man. But yeah, no. You see all those That's line nice. items on your fucking check stub. Now, bro. You know, health, dis- dental, vision, life insurance. It took a big decision for me just to agree to pay $60 in dental and $60 for vision and Your vision's else. that much? Oh, I guess for maybe everybody. For, yeah, multiple people, yeah. Vision's just, my Which, vision's like 10 bucks a month. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Like, do you remember the days, and maybe you know, dude, but there used to be days when you could change on the fly your exemptions, your dependent exemptions. On I'm a pretty sure you still can. Nope. You used to be able to change and claim five if you wanted a bigger paycheck for a few months before, right? Yeah, I thought you still could. No, no, no. If you go to, like, in the ADP app, you can go in and change that. 
you're changing single or head of household or whatever, like there isn't a number value you're changing anymore. And it shocked me. Right. And I've looked into this numerous times recently because Layla forgot she was claiming zero and oh, was, shit. yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oops. And, and I don't remember like ever when I started at snowy, cause it's been years since I've done this. I, I fill out the paperwork. I'm like, where's that line? That's like three or four. Well, the W9 form or W4, W4. form. Mm-mm. I printed one off for new employees a while back, and it still had the same calculator. How many dependents? Two, three. You write in your number, and then it, you know proceed to line five or six or B or A or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I haven't personally changed mine yeah, ever. Mine's know. always I... been at two. I keep it at two. It's always at two. I don't ever change it. So, you, but you can go in and claim exempt anytime you want. Yeah, yeah. No, I can go change for exempt anytime I want. You can only go sure. exempt for a few months or whatever it is. But I can claim that. Yeah, I can do that. Here's my point. Like. What do you know? Like, what are your taxes, like dollar amount, every paycheck? Last I remember looking, I mean, federal. Just like federal, just your your deductions. Three oh. Like you know your federal, total. state, social security. Yeah. All your FICA stuff. That shit's eight hundred bucks ish. Yeah, that's where I'm at a thousand bucks a check. Eight hundred thousand bucks. That's why I love those third checks in the month. When you get those twice a year, why? you get three checks a month because there's no more taxes. The oh, you serious? Taxes don't come out of those third checks. No, that's health a lie. In, or no, taxes do. Sorry, but your health insurance oh. and all those other premiums right, you right, have don't right. come out. Okay, okay, okay. So all they're right. a little bit bigger. Yeah. We better wrap this up, bro. Fucking, it's wrapped. Okay. The bow tie. Well, I mean. I don't Same know what... shit, different day, but <laughs> no, sorry. I mean, no, we're good. We're good. We'll change it up. Yeah, we'll talk offline. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Ooh.